Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. And welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. And Jordan was not expecting that intro to this podcast. No, I was not. <laughs> and you are not expecting us opening this podcast episode with such a controversy. Oh, no. Best Christmas hymn, go. Best Christmas hymn? Go. Oh, yep, man. go. Don't um, think about it. I'm try- I try. Uh, oh, come go. all you faithful. Okay. I'm an old holy is- night guy. I was I was trying. Of course you are. I was trying to think of, of the name, you and you, I had it, and I was I couldn't come up with the name, and you pressuring me was not helping. So. I know. <laughs> I, I like that sometimes. So why why am I an Oh Holy Night kind of guy? Of course I, don't know. I am. You just you just struck me as you just strike me as that kind of individual. Okay. Why do you like Oh Holy Night? Let me ask you that. Okay, so it's it's mostly musical. I just it's like. As a singer, you like hitting that high note in the chorus? Well, not so much as a singer, but I just find, like, the building to that, like, it's mm. such a powerful song of just, like, I don't know. It's like the crescendo of Christmas, I could mm. say. Um, Jordan's a tenor. He can hit that. He and his brothers can hit that without, okay, yeah. <laughs> That'll get you in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. It's listening to a Banshee episode of something. I don't know what it was. Oh, man. This was supposed to be a ministry podcast, and all of a sudden, there's just oh man. Okay, let me throw this at you: best Christmas movie. Um, no, don't think about it. Go, 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 go. Think I would say Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. I'm gonna go there. All right, Muppets Christmas Carol. Why? Why? I just, I, it's, I, I just, it's hilarious. It's moving. Um, there are plenty of just, it's Charles Dickens. It's a Charles Dickens classic, right? But with the comical Muppet twist, plus, I mean, Michael Caine is in there acting just as profoundly and as professionally as if he was surrounded by like actual people. I will have act- to confess. I don't know if I've really seen that one. Mm, strongly recommend you doing that. There was actually a really good uh, youth group game or like a icebreaker where you pick a movie you pick one actor from that movie and everyone else is Muppets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you, you can come up with all sorts of great combinations for that. But So is that an activity that you could do maybe with other youth workers, like in your mm, community? Maybe this is a spoiler for what is coming up at our upcoming youth worker weekends in Osceola. Or, or what's trying to get us onto our topic for today. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, no, let's plug Youth Worker Weekends we here first. Uh, go on to, if you are interested in becoming a better equipped, stronger, more strongly encouraged, and better connected individual in the realm of student or youth ministry, or if you're at all interested in student ministry to any degree, please, please consider taking 
some time off in January. I know that's coming up in a couple of weeks, but you would be warmly welcomed uh, on January 13th through the 15th at the Association Retreat Center. Uh, Let's just say that we'll be welcomed. You'll be welcome. the person to the one who made the comment, the most frequent <laughs> attender is the polar vortex. It is, and I stand by that. But you will be, it is cold outside, but it is warm inside our hearts. <laughs> uh, if you would like to come, we would love to have you. You can register at aflc.org slash youth slash youth workers weekends. So just a free plug for that. But yes, Jordan. You nice can also att- see Dan there at our merch table. At the merch table, we our do merch not. Table. Our yeah, I know you were talking about our merch table. Our <laughs> merch table is non-existent because we're just like that. No effort in promoting. We just rely on you, the listener, to share this podcast as often as you can. Uh, or if there's special uh, topics that you would like to, that you that really stand out to you that you found beneficial, we'd appreciate uh, word of mouth. Maybe that is your Christmas gift to us. I do have some stickers still. Mm, yeah, so stickers. All right. We have stickers. <laughs> the subtitle of our podcast, <laughs> Flyover Ministry Podcast. We have stickers. There you go. We are talking about today networking with other churches. And Jordan, um, I don't know about you. Today, as we record this, I shared this before we hit record, period. But uh, I did some networking today with area youth workers across different denominations in the city very near to us. So we had... Uh, the ELCA, Church of the Nazarene, uh, a non-denominational church. I don't even know what they would claim. Probably more close to Assemblies of God. Uh, we had myself, uh, the Free Lutherans. Uh, we had uh, Young Life represented. We had a good number of, uh, we had Lutheran Brethren. Let's not forget Lutheran Brethren in that as well. Uh, but it was great to be able to just sit back and connect with other uh, youth workers from the area. And do you have something like that in your neck of the woods up there in michigan no no there's there's potential for it i have met with um another person that i went to high school with that has been involved with youth ministry in another congregation um and i have gotten in touch with a youth worker in the kind of neighboring community like marquette um but he is now the senior pastor um so not in specifically youth ministry context. And I even mm. started out like a youth ministry, what is it, National Network of Youth Ministry. Um, I put myself out there as a contact for our area, but I have not had anybody bite on that little invitation. <laughs> Interesting. National yes. Network of Youth Ministries, huh? NNYM, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. I didn't realize that you could reach out as like a contact person. Was there an application for that? or how Yeah, did you so there's there's an opportunity to, to first do a search to see if there is a network in your area, and then you can mm-hmm. probably get connected that way. Um, and if not, you can try to like put something out there to see if there's anybody else. But um, I don't know how many people are sitting out there like saying, hey, I'm going to look for the National Network of Youth Ministry and see if there's something here. But mm-hmm. in case there is out there yeah find jordan those of you who listen in uh the upper parts of michigan hi mom <laughs> got my and address a, and assorted others <laughs> jordan why does it seem like uh why should somebody prioritize networking it seems like some people do some people don't why should somebody try to prioritize networking with another church so this is something that's kind of come up 
um, a couple times just this last week from my training calls that I've done with seminary interns to our youth group lesson on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that one, well, let me start with the inverse of why we often don't. Yes, um, that, that, that'd be great. We, I think that there is a, a, a level of where we feel like we are sufficient in ourselves. Um, I don't need anybody else. I'm enough to do this by myself. And, um, and in that, that's, that's prideful for one thing, but it's also an inaccurate picture of the body of Christ and what God has given us, um, as, as the church. So I think that's kind of where we came from. And, and for, for the context, uh, my youth group lesson was, on the cultural phrase of you are enough and recognizing that really when we look at that, we are being encouraged to take our eyes off of Christ and put them on ourselves. And it's basically idolatry um, because we are making a God of ourselves, making ourselves to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked through that there. And then with the interns, I was talking about, um, ironically enough, uh, kind of networking, like being involved with local ministerials, district groups and different things like that. So um, that's kind of, I think, some of the hiccups, though, is that that false sense of I am enough, I'm sufficient in myself, um, and also just the, maybe the other side of just like, I don't want to deal with the extra work of trying to find something, arrange something, because that's another layer of responsibility that I just don't have time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it definitely seems to be a component as well on top of that of just the difficulty of scheduling just one more thing onto the the calendar of mm-hmm. is this something that I would find value in um I think thinking especially of senior pastors I know that they often have their own network with other senior pastors and when yep. it comes to networking with youth workers you know it, one more thing on the schedule pretty easy to cut something like that off especially when it's not necessarily in your quote unquote ministry lane but I think there is an effort to try to prioritize networking with other churches as best as we can. I think there is value in making time to do that. And I, yeah. I realize that for those of you who know, I, I work, uh, and Jordan works uh, with our AFLC Youth Ministries Department, Jordan as the training coordinator, and I serve as the networking coordinator. So I get to talk to churches about how things are going in their ministry and the like. And the more that I talk with churches, the more that I am reminded of how much we need to rely on each other. Uh, when you have opportunities to compare notes with other churches, you often find encouragement because, uh, you know, this church is also struggling with this element of ministry or this part of our community. And this is something that our community is walking through right now. And I just don't have any ideas for things that we could do tonight. And I need some uh, fresher takes and uh, to to find a place where you can consistently go to receive encouragement, nourishment, strengthening, um, you know, finding somebody that you can vent to even ministry wise. And I'm not necessarily encouraging you to go and talk uh, ill of your people that you do ministry with. Uh, you should always be using words uh, that build up and strengthen and encourage uh, at the same time, when you have frustrations, to be able to have somebody sort out that frustration with, um, that is an outside source, somebody who's plugged into ministry that can help you sort out your thoughts so that when you go to the people who may be frustrating you, 
in your ministry, you can come there with a more level head and with outside sources as well. But um, the reminder here as well is that your church, your ministry, wherever you're at, is only one part of the church, capital C, um, where you are just one little facet of God's kingdom. And it's a good facet to be in. And you should be, you know, just enjoying and celebrating what God has been doing in your life. Uh, but also to see yourself as you know, ministry is you are not an island, even in your small little town or in your part of the whatever larger city you're in. If you're a small church, there are other people around you that are doing very similar work. And you, you recognize the denominational differences here as well and the um, the hesitancies that may come with networking or working together. But uh, I think there is something to be said about trying to prioritize this as much as you can because you know we are stronger together you're able to do more things with other people than you might have been able to do if, if you were just on your own i think there's a couple of theological connections that can be made here too so go for it um one is i think if you look at John 17, where Jesus is giving his high priestly prayer and he's praying for the church and he's saying, Lord, I pray that they would be one just as we are one. He gets to a point where he says that the world may know that you have sent me. And so mm. we've talked about apologetics before, but Jesus in this comment is saying the unity of the church is evidence to the world that he is real. And if we are going to be just focusing only on our own church, our own congregation, and not being involved bigger and broader as the body of Christ in our communities, we are not doing such a good job of of having that prayer be fulfilled. So I think there's that aspect of it. I also think of a little bit of Elijah coming off of Mount Carmel. I kind of love that story because um, mm. he goes and he has this huge victory and he's like, I want to die. I alone am left. I am the only faithful follower. And God's like, dude, there's a couple thousand. So just get off your high horse here. Who, who but, in your cornflakes? <laughs> yeah. So when we, when we though are just wrapped up in only our stuff, we forget that bigger picture. We forget that God is working in other places, in other people in our community. And we miss out as you said, in that encouragement that we could have with one another, um, that that opportunity to do some things together. So I think those are some different angles on why this can be such a priority for us and why it's good to recognize that as great as our association is, I love our group. Um, there's other good places out there that are doing good work too. And I want to recognize that, you know, the old joke of be quiet around this, you know, insert name of denomination here when they get to heaven because they think they're the only ones here, right? Right. Um, have you heard that before? Yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah. But so for those who haven't, maybe it's time for you to tell an actual joke. Well, you know, because I mean, I don't want to just cherry pick one group because it could be applied all over the board. Right. So we will make the caveat, though, that in order to enter the pearly gates, there does need to be a genuine faith in Christ crucified for your sins. Jesus, the real Jesus, son of God, fully God, fully man, not some of this. Um, poor excuse of Jesus first created being brother of Satan, all these things that get into cult territory. So just, you know, we're mm -hmm. not being universalists here. <laughs> so there are certain benefits here as we look at networking that allow us to be, I think, a little stronger. Like I said, we're stronger together. 
there are certain aspects of networking that allow us to be stronger since we're stronger together. But uh, being small, I think, gives us a unique opportunity uh, as we've been talking over these last few years about the unique opportunities and yes, the challenges, but also uh, being small allows us to be a lot more flexible and being small together, you know, really opens up a lot of other opportunities. Earlier this month, we talked about meeting spaces. So uh, as you network with the people around you, you could find out that, hey, they have a meeting space that we could be in together. And, you know, depending on where you're at and who you are meeting with, you could wind up having youth group together. You know, imagine that where you are working together and you're meeting at this church. Uh, you don't have the facilities, but they do, or you have the facilities and they don't, and you are sharing that space together. Uh, you could also, I know for our youth convention coming up, we have a few churches that are going to be splitting a bus with us to get out to Colorado. Um, otherwise, we'd really be struggling to figure out how do we get our 15 people in our group out there. Um, we'll rent a 15 passenger van. Let me tell you something, friends. Too many when they vans. say 15, what's that? Too many vans. Too many vans or something like that. Well, now you have all the different drivers and things like that. And um, it's a little bit more work and uh, when the van says 15 passenger, what that means is 15 passengers crammed in utilizing no every seatbelt with no luggage. So when it says 15 passenger, what it's really saying is maybe a 10 passenger van with luggage. And that's with people riding uncomfortably. Anyway, uh, you've got transportation to events and retreats. You've got access to shared resources. Maybe they have some things that you'd like to borrow. Maybe they have a nine square in the air court or something like that. I don't know, the, the, the setup for nine square in the air that you'd like to borrow, and maybe you can do that. Uh, you might also be able to share the workload where um, if you're taking vacation, uh, you might have somebody that you trust within your own church or even at their church to be able to say, uh, would you be willing to help uh, coordinate and take this uh, for me? Uh, would, would you be willing to do this fundraiser with us or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. There are opportunities that are presented to us if we're willing to look beyond ourselves and uh, to try and find help for, uh, to try and find help amongst other Christians. Another angle too is to consider what it means for the students. Cause kind of like I was joking about the Elijah thing in the contest, sometimes our students can feel really alone and isolated at school mm -hmm. um, or just in the community. But when you're connecting to other groups, they can meet other people that they're just like, oh, I never knew. And we could talk about how come they never knew. And maybe we should have some more conversations that are spiritual based in our school, whatever. But um, this can be a good way of introducing that, right? And I remember mm -hmm. when I was in Beulah, uh, one thing that was really neat was that the youth workers in the summertime, once a month, we would put on like a community youth group where we'd bring our groups together and we'd meet in yeah. the park and we'd have a different youth leader do it. So that was like that took some off of our plate because you know that was one week you didn't have to do the lesson um it was kind of a bigger funner event kind of a thing um it didn't end up being huge when we were doing it but it was just a really neat thing for us to talk through and and kind of plan and see what could we do together um just a little change of pace and different things like that too sometimes it did bring up things where we're like okay we're back at our group now and we're going to talk about like okay so what did this guy t talk about or what did he mean when he's saying you know this kind of more denominational belief instead of <laughs> biblical belief. And, and that can be an opportunity to talk about discernment and different things like that too. So, um, yeah. but that does get us into the fact that there are some things to be hesitant, hesitant about. If you talk about like the ecumenical movement, 
that doesn't necessarily bring good vibes to certain people um, mm-hmm. because what we've seen a lot, or I, I shouldn't say a lot, but what has been observed is the sacrifice of conviction for the sake of community. So it's like you can be a part of this as long as you don't bring that here. And I can think of maybe a lot more liberal denominations uh, when we think about that. Um, it's more the community that's important than those convictions. Um, so we want to recognize that no convictions are really important and, and especially, uh, understanding what God gives us in his word. So we want to know that there's differences and some, and and even some churches have theologies that are more separatist. I think about, Mm -hmm. uh, the Wisconsin synod. That's like, you can't pray with other people. You can't, um, it's very isolated. Uh, they might be one of those groups, but I don't think they'd be partying behind the wall. Um, in heaven so much it'd be pretty <laughs> subdued so so we want to recognize that too um another concern could be like okay so and I'll, I'll use myself here you listener may have picked up on the fact that sometimes i might be mildly humorous but most of the time not i am not a hype guy i am not super exciting um and so for me going to a place where there is a hyper cool exciting guy who's actually young and has a full head of hair and whatever the case may be um i might feel like oh i need to um i got to be careful so that my students don't decide to go over to that youth group right and that's really revealing our insecurity so we can be hesitant because of that as well which isn't necessarily a healthy thing but it is a thing yeah i the sheep stealing mentality is a little frustrating um, especially when you're trying to just protect the people that are in your group, you, you know, you worked hard to try and build the group to up to what it is. And if you do things with like a, a parachurch organization, or if there's a big event together, uh, you know, the youth group might say like, Oh my gosh, they have an air hockey table in their youth room. Like, why don't we? And they, you start to see like the different bells and whistles that may seem to attract more students here and oh, they've got small group leaders and they they actually have a, a merch store and they've got, look at this coffee shop in the back and you start to see like uh just comparing the differences in the grass is greener effect where all of a sudden you start losing the potential interest of your people that's a concern that people have and again that touches what you talked about a little bit before jordan that's a pride issue where you know um paul talks about this a little bit and this happens with moses too in the old testament where hey, they're going to listen to so-and-so preach the gospel. And Moses comes and says, great, like, go ahead and listen to them teach God's law. Like, I wish that everybody was like that. (laughs) Give me a break is kind of what Moses is saying there, right? Uh, In 1 Corinthians, Paul's talking about this, like, some Christians say, well, I follow Paul. Well, I follow Apollos. And then there's those people say, oh, yeah, well, I follow Jesus, right? (laughs) I'm that guy. There's... There's one of those in every group. I follow Jesus. And as long as the gospel is being preached, guys, like, does it really matter? Uh, recognizing denominational distinctions, yeah. But, you know, a lot of times when you're doing stuff together for youth groups, you're really not going to be taking communion together. There's not really going to be uh, a baptism or anything like that. You're really not going to talk about significant denominational distinctions, right? You're going to be talking about a little bit more practical theology. You're going to be talking about Jesus saving us from our sins. And as you look at that, 
there ought to be opportunities for us to boldly go and network with other people around us because uh, I think the opportunities uh, at the end of the day really make us stronger. It makes our stronger uh, ministry stronger and it helps us be healthier as well, not just to have other youth workers hold us accountable or other people in ministry to hold us accountable, but to be able to see and compare notes like how are things going for you and how are things going for you as well. Uh, an opportunity for you to bear one another's burdens, which is what Jesus instructs us to do. And yes, you ought to be able to do that within your own church. But I think there is some value in doing that with other churches as well. So this is sounding really, really great. Um, mm -hmm. But let's say that you are me and you're finding yourself in a community that doesn't have that. Mm. How would somebody start if there's not, or maybe even just how would you start looking to see if there is something? That is a good question. I think that comes to just one-on-one -on -one conversations as you get to know certain individuals from the church to be able to say, uh, you know, pick a specific church. I think just pick one that you know there's a youth ministry going on in, uh, just speaking to uh, as us as youth workers. Um, find another youth worker to say, hey, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, I'll buy some coffee or something like let's go out to eat and um, get to know each other a little bit more, is this something that you'd be interested in? And you might get a no in response, mm -hmm. right? That, that is a very real possibility. And if that's the case, uh, move on to the next person. Uh, because again, this is a different level of prioritization for different people. But mm -hmm. I think you start by just having that one-on-one -on -one with other people. And, you know, uh, after you've been doing that for a while with that individual, you'd be able to say like, hey, this is great. I've really enjoyed building this relationship. Do you think this would be beneficial to expand, like to include somebody else in this conversation too? Like maybe so-and-so um, so from that church down there. Um, do you think they would benefit from this? Do you know them at all? And uh, to be able to build that uh, together, but I think it starts with you just making that one-on-one -on -one connection as well. And it might just be one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> you know, if, if we were to stick to the to this zip code, uh, it would be me and the other church. There's only two churches in my town, right? So recognizing that, uh, you might also wind up having to expand into surrounding towns. Um, there was a year, Jordan, where you and I were both in the Western North Dakota district of the AFLC. And they prioritized meeting together. Was it every other month? Every month? I think so. Every other month. Every other month. That was a large district. And, you know, when they, they when you have that district meeting to be able to network together, that basically took up your entire day driving to these towns. Um, now, that was a, a choice that those pastors made. That was a priority that those pastors had. Uh, they saw value and they gained value from that. Uh, but there's, you don't have to cross the state in order to find something like this. There are other opportunities that are a lot closer to you than just, you know, uh, somebody else of the same denomination, six towns over, um, swallow your pride and start building that connection. Just one-on-one -on -one is yeah. how I would start. That's a good thing. And yeah, I think, you know, for your own sake too, recognizing that something is probably better than nothing. And maybe it is going to be small, but also just thinking about how important it is even just to have a time, not just to get to know who they are and who other students might be talking about, but to pray together for the community to see like what, 
what are you going after? What's your mission here? And um, maybe there's something you can join up on. Maybe it's a service project to the community that is going to be possible, uh, mm-hmm. that would be possible for yourself. I am not a super great idea generator. Um, I had a pastor from one of the churches in town mention just like, hey, maybe we could do something together um, this next summer. And that was last summer, and that was while we were without a pastor, so nothing really happened. But looking forward to this coming summer, uh, that's definitely something that we can keep in mind of what's something that we could maybe do together. Um, and so just, you know, the opportunities are there if we're willing to give the time to it, but mm-hmm. we do need to recognize that it would take some time. Yeah, I think that's that's about it. So hopefully uh, you are able to plug in right where you're at, find a bunch of people who can encourage and pray for you. If it's not a bunch of youth workers, if you're like the only youth worker in town, uh, maybe see if there's an opportunity with the pastors. Um, but I know how encouraging it can be to to be with a bunch of people from different backgrounds, um, but being united in Christ and and praying mm-hmm. together and serving together can be a really good thing. So, so search for that. Um, and of course, we also live in a great day where there's opportunities to to connect digitally with people too. So uh, it's not quite the same feel since you can't work together in your community if you're not in the same community. Um, but if you're absolutely alone, uh, don't be afraid to reach out a little bit broader too and know that we'd love to chat with you if that's you as well. So may you be encouraged. May you be a part of the greater body of Christ and may you go and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.